0: Good people uh, welcome to the black and white Jesus podcast. My name is Sean Thomas and
1: my name is Nick And I was chosen by God to be an
0: apostle of Jesus the Messiah. Amen. I'm in on that I'm in on that. Hey, I was also chosen
1: I'm just reading Paul's teaching. I just put my name in it.
0: Absolutely. Why and why shouldn't we? Uh, God is no respecter of person. Yeah, so what we're talking about so our last episode <laughs> we were talking about uh, dreams and the importance of dreams and uh, this time we're talking about the desires of your heart. So God will give you desires. You'll have a passion to do something that's bigger than yourself. It's kind of it's like an unquenchable passion. No matter how how much you try to get away from it, that passion will still be there to do something that's bigger than yourself. And for me, it's become a major point of frustration because. God would put something in my heart and I wouldn't know how to do it and because of anxiety and fear, then I would think like, okay, nothing's gonna happen or I don't see it happening fast enough. And um, so I would just get frustrated. And what, um, what I've learned through frustration and through attempting to get ahead of God and through trying to make it happen myself is that I talked one episode about how I started uh, listening to the Gospels over and over again, the Gospels and Acts, because Holy Spirit told me, search the scripture and find the church. And what he was talking about is find the true church, find the uh, who the church is meant to be. Through listening to the Gospels and Acts over and over and over and over and over and over again and reading, I, f- I found Jesus. You know, I, I considered myself a Christian before, but I developed a relationship with with my king and my brother. Uh, Paul talks about that Christ is the firstborn of many brethren, and Paul in the beginning of like every letter that he writes to the church, he talks about uh, glory to God um, who is our father and the father of the Lord Jesus Christ. So if he's Jesus's or Yeshua's father, and he's our father, then we're brothers. So that, that just makes sense. So I went through these paths and I was just frustrated, and I would be on social media, and I was comparing myself to others, so I felt like I was behind, but when I learned to uh, just rest in Him and make my focus falling in love with with the Father through Jesus, knowing Jesus, knowing uh, the Father, understanding, him as father as good father understanding Jesus as good king understanding Holy Spirit as good teacher good counselor good friend then everything changed for me and stuff has just been like on fast forward uh, since then in a good way in a non-overwhelming way um, in a very restful way
1: yeah I I think about this and and I think also think about times when I took the desires of my heart and thought about you know well then that must mean you know anything that I really really want in my life he's going to give it to me Mm -hmm. until I realized that that's not quite true because my thoughts and his his thoughts aren't quite always on the same page Mm -hmm. but I began to learn that as I transformed my mind like Romans chapter 12 talks about That I started seeing things more in his value than in mine Um, Psalms uh, chapter 37 verse 4 you know we've all probably heard this but it says delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart so you know place yourself in the heart of God into his delight the things that he wants done on this earth put yourself in those those steps, however you want to look at it, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. That means the passion that God puts inside of you for his kingdom, he will give you those desires of your heart when they match up with his plan and purpose for you in this earth. It it couldn't be said better than Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, and and Paul's writing, he says, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful Heavenly Father, Mm -hmm. the Father of our Lord Jesus, all because he sees us wrapped into Christ. This is why we celebrate him with all of our hearts. Paul got it. He understood if the desires of my heart walked from the footsteps that God's put in front of me and what the Father God wants done on this earth, he'll give me every desire I want. And if our desire is to see souls saved for the kingdom of God, I promise you every plan and purpose that he puts inside of you, you can do it.
0: Yeah, so the whole thing is pointing to us coming into a family with him. Knowing God as a good father and not convincing ourselves that he's a good father, but truly knowing him and the more we know him, we see that wow, you are a good father. This is what Satan fights against. Um, he always tries to cause us to distrust that God is a good father. Let's look at Adam and Eve. He he told Eve, he said, uh, he said, hey, can you, did God say you can eat from, from the trees? And she said, uh, she said, yeah, but we just can't eat from this tree. Um, and he, she said, uh, you know, he, he said it was bad. So Satan said, did he really say, or um, basically he, he put, he planted the seed of distrust, and said, well, God, God just doesn't want you to be like him. Well, they were already made in the image of God, but what he was doing was, he was planting a seed of distrust so that she would cease to believe that he was a good father. What Satan was trying to say, he's really a deceiving father, or he's really an untrue father. Basically, he was saying, God lied to you. Now we know through scripture that Satan is the father of lies. He's the father of deception. God wants us all to come into his family and know him as he truly is good father. He's not good um, because he does good things. He's the definition of good. And the more we know him, the more we see his goodness. The goodness of God leads people to repent or to repent just means to turn away from something and turn to something else. So when we recognize God's goodness, when our eyes are open to see how good he truly is, it just motivates us. It pushes us to say, oh man, I want a father like that. I want to come, I want to be in his family. So when we're talking about souls being saved, that's essentially what we're talking about—a good father, wanting us to come into his family, so that he can show his goodness and empower us to show his goodness uh, to others. And and
1: when we when we get on the same page with that, yes, it it flows really well. I'm 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 we're we're recording. We're sitting in a car in a parking lot, and I'm sitting here and I'm looking at a row of cars in front of me, and some cars are parked pretty good. Then you got these guys that they hug the line. And what that does is it throws the whole system off Mm -hmm. because if somebody wants to park next to them they've got to park further over to their line the next thing you know somebody's gonna park close to the same line and then somebody's not gonna be able to get out of the car or somebody's not gonna be able to get in their car so we you're like what is he talking about (laughs) God's got a good kingdom he's got a good plan and he's got it lined up to where you know we sit in there and we get into the right spot man things are gonna work really well and everything will flow just fine
0: absolutely there's something God gave me some time ago and I call it the we rule so what he gave me was when we are one with God first then others we rule as we should with our sisters and brothers when we are one or united or in agreement with God first than others. We rule as we should with our sisters and brothers. And I got this from, if you look in the Old Testament, the times when God's people were united, when they were together, His presence came and did something really beautiful for for that group of people. In the New Testament, when they were one in agreement and together, His presence came and did something really beautiful for that people. If you look in, uh, read Acts chapter 2, and you can see that. So. There are denominations, there are groups, there are differences, and we can find all manner of things to fight over and to argue over. The scripture describes uh, Satan as the accuser of the brethren. So what he does is he gets us to doubt one another, not give one another grace, and doubt one another's motives so that we're, we're against, we're against our, our, our own family in Christ. And that's what he's looking to do. So he wants us to argue about all any anything. I mean, I'm telling you, I've, I've heard of people who've almost gotten to fist fights talking about, uh, talking about Bible stuff, crazy, right? Here's the thing, when we are one with God first, then others, then we rule as we should with our sisters and brothers. That's, I think, what makes uh, this podcast so wonderful and uh, and such a cool thing is because i'm from detroit michigan i'm super city i'm a black guy nick's from uh, super
1: city super super city you
0: get a cape with that you do you You need one in detroit actually (laughs) uh but um nick's from sky took oklahoma so we come from contrasting backgrounds way different way different but we both love jesus and love god as good father And that brought us together. Um, I wanna speak this to you. All of our, everybody who's listening to us right now, um, I wanna speak this to you. You are worthy of the wonderful dream that God put in your heart. You are worthy of the wonderful dream that God put in your heart. Now here's the thing, because of Jesus Christ, you are worthy of the wonderful dream that God put in your heart because of Jesus Christ. And uh, look what Paul says here in Philippians chapter one. So this is the this is the letter that Paul wrote to the community or the church there in Philippi. Um, chapter one, verse six, and I'm reading out of, out of the Passion Translation. He says, I pray with great faith for you because I am fully convinced that the one, we're talking about God the Father, who begun this glorious work in you, Will faithfully continue the process of maturing you and will put his finishing touches uh, to it until the unveiling of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, what Paul is saying here is don't worry, don't get stressed out over where you're at. If you feel prepared to do the thing that God put in your heart, you may not be ready. But if you feel unprepared, this thing is so much bigger than you, you have no clue it's going to happen then you may be in a Moses situation where uh, God said, go to the sea and I'm gonna just open the whole sea up, dry the land and you can walk over. You may be in an Abraham situation where they could not have kids and Sarah was unable to to conceive for almost a 100 years. And then God, but God kept telling them, hey, you're gonna have so many children that they're gonna be like the sand that's on the beach or the stars that are in the sky, right? It's so much bigger than you could ever understand. So you are worthy of the wonderful dream that God put in your heart because of Jesus Christ. So because of your relationship and your commitment and your devoted life to Jesus as King and to God as good father, he's going to work all of that stuff in you. Mm. And let me pray right, right here uh, real quick. Uh, Father God, I pray that everyone listening right now, that you you give them rest and peace about where they are and give them direction, correction, and revelation concerning where you're taking them. Prepare them to be whoever they need to be to do whatever you have them to do. Prepare them to become Whatever, whoever they need to become, so that they'll be able to handle the weight of whatever you'll have them to do. God is gonna take care, the Father's gonna take care of everything he needs to do in you through Holy Spirit, through scriptures. He's gonna send confirmations to prepare you and to equip you to do everything that you need to do. And when you, again, the desires of your heart
1: line up with the desires of his heart, Father God's heart, I'm telling you, things will happen. Doors will open, revelation will come, things that you never thought that you could ever think up will begin to flow through you because you're allowing him to fully use you for his plans and purposes, and if you're stuck in a rut, Mm-hmm. Right now, I tell you, just as as my brother here was saying, knowing from his place of rest, mm-hmm. and putting it in him, in God, mm-hmm. that then things start to open up. Yes. Understanding comes, revelation comes, and, and most importantly, the peace of resting inside of the Father.
0: Yes, yeah, and let me say this. So, what, what we're talking about is, God puts a desire in your heart. Most of the time, it's not a preaching desire. It could be a desire to start a business. It could be a desire to do something in your community. It could be a desire to do something in your church. It's it's not about being on stage. Let me give you an example. Um, I remember we purchased a car from a dealership down here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and uh, the manager was telling me, the owner of the dealership had a friend in, I think it was Hawaii or Las Vegas, one or the other, and before people left, they would talk to people about Jesus. So there are business people out there. Business people out there, glory to God. God has put a business desire in your heart. You just have an unquenchable passion to do this thing. That's a God thing, let me tell you. It may be that through your business, you will uh, you will be a blessing and a light to other people in your company and, and to your customers. It may be that you're blessed to, to be a financer and, and put uh, money and finance and provision into the gospel. So it doesn't just have to be um, a preaching a preaching desire. God will put desires in your heart and he will empower you. He will, let me give you an example, another example. If you look in the Old Testament, you had Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they worked for the the ruler of that nation, and Scripture tells us that they were wiser and smarter than any of the other people that worked for them. Why? Because God gave them something supernatural. He gave them a supernatural advantage in order that they may be uh, highlighted or be seen, and then when people say, hey, what's, what's going on here? There's something different about you. They can say, hey, the only difference I have is my God. So wherever you're working, whatever you're doing, ask, ask for God's wisdom, for God's heart concerning what you're doing. Um, it all Scripture also tells us to work. Whatever we're doing, do it like we're working for Jesus himself. Do it like we're working for Jesus himself because those things highlight, it, it causes people to to look at us because there's something extraordinary about us and then we're able to, it creates opportunities where we're able to say, hey, man, the only thing different about me is that I'm, I have a good and loving father. I trust him in all things and he, he makes me look a thousand times smarter than I am because he helps me and he guides me in doing whatever I do.
1: You know, you're on a good point because so many people have this understanding—or not. No, it's not an understanding. This thought mm-hmm. that the only way that you can sometimes only be effective for the body of Christ is if you are somebody who's up on stage or somebody who's out preaching all the time. And, and truthfully, those people are the minority. Yes. And and so of course we're going to quickly read Ephesians four. Um, We're going to start with verse 11 I'm going to read a couple three or four verses here and then uh, Just just share the importance of being a part of the body Not just worrying about being a certain part of the body Mm -hmm. Um, 411 starts and he says and he has appointed some with the grace to be apostles and some with the grace to be a prophet and some with grace to be evangelists and some with grace to be pastors and some with grace to be teachers firstly you look in the emphasis of the word some so it's not an all it means not everybody's gonna be called to do this and not everybody should go do this there's a, a a good number of people who are doing or trying to do some of these things that it sounds good but man when you're not in the walk in the calling of God in your life it'll be a struggle is there grace there yes but are you fulfilling the calling in your life? No. And their calling, and this is talking about these five deals, you'll hear it called the fivefold minister ministry gifts, you know, apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, pastors, and it says, but their calling is to nurture and prepare the believers to do their own works of ministry. Mm-hmm. So, if, if you don't feel like, man, I'm not up in front of people, or, you know, I'm not, teaching a lot of people Well, you know what your daily walk can be your stage absolutely your walk at work your walk in Walmart your walk in the mall anywhere can be your stage be available to be used anywhere you go and it continues it says these grace ministries will function until we all attain oneness into the faith so until we get these fivefold ministry gifts teaching these people that they're supposed to be a part of the work also man we're gonna struggle Mm -hmm. we've got you know four billion plus people on this earth who have never even heard the gospel one time and until we realize that we don't need to depend on the one guy on the stage to do this work you know and we get to the mentality that we're all supposed to be out there doing the work we're just supposed to learn from these guys how to go do it we're gonna be here a while but if we get a hold of that man, we're gonna get this thing done, we're gonna get it buttoned up and we're gonna see Jesus come back and we're gonna be gone. I get excited thinking about that because I know that the body of Christ has a calling, but we've depended upon, we've made it, we've we've glorified it ourselves by who's the coolest TV preacher, who's got the most likes, who's got the most Instagram followers, whoever does the most tweeting, whatever you want, <laughs> who cares? Right. Here's the thing, if there's not fruit being made off of those ministries then they're just there for popularity hmm and so we're gonna finish this up with this scripture and and, and again I'm gonna start with this these grace ministries these gifts will function to make us to attain oneness in our faith until we all experience the fullness of what is meant to know the Son of God and finally we become one into a perfect man with the full dimensions of spiritual maturity and fully developed into the abundance of Christ. So quit thinking that if you aren't in the front that you're behind. Truthfully, so if if me, if Sean, if we're up on stage, if if God puts us up on a stage, and we're doing it just to make ourselves look good, please just come pull us off Mm -hmm. and and shut us up because that's not what we want to do. We want to be up there to encourage you, to inspire you, to get the body moving. We want to be spiritual oil to a body that right now seems to be a little rusty, mm-hmm. that needs to get moving, that needs its joints moving so the arms will be working with the feet and the feet would be working with the shoulders and the shoulders can work with the back and we can all bend down and lift this earth up and get these people who don't know and haven't heard Jesus, get them found and get them saved.
0: No matter what you do, God wants to use you to influence somebody for good. We believe that a good God gives good gifts in order that we can do good works so that everybody can see that he's a good God. And we believe that when people recognize how good of a God he is, that they will repent or turn from what they're doing and want to come into his family. It's as simple as that, but that's not a some people thing, that's a everybody thing. He's a good father that sees the unique things and the good things and the talents in all of his children. So, right now I'm speaking to somebody who feels like, man, I've done so much bad that it's absolutely impossible for for God to do any good uh, through me. That is a lie, if your reputation is is down the toilet. God can still use you to do something great and good. Scripture tells us he uses the foolish things of this world, and I, I, I am truly a foolish thing. I I grew up giving exact. I grew up as a, a DF student. I was always in trouble. My mother was always in the principal's office. I stayed in, in mischief and the fact that I'm talking to you today is an absolute miracle. Huh. A miracle dear brother. But so seriously, like I, I didn't even think I would make it as far as being alive, make it to 21. But I'm here to encourage you. Don't give up. Your Yes, your repetition will become your reputation, but God can give you a different way, a different plan, and that repetition will then become your reputation. And here's the thing, if if you've done terrible things in your life, there's a good father that wants to love you to a place of healing, to a place of health, emotionally, psychologically, financially. He wants to love you And put you into that place so that everybody can say, man, I knew that person and they were terrible and they were deceitful and they were, I would even call them evil. Look at the good works and the love that they represent now. That's got to be something supernatural. That's got to be something supernatural. So latch on to that. God has not forgotten you. He wants you. There's somebody listening right now that they're like, eh, "It all sounds good, but I don't know." I think, no, no, no. You, you, you're listening to this for a reason. God wants you. When, when's the last time you listened to a Christian podcast? This is unique, right? It's for you. We're here talking to you for this moment because God wants you into His family. And I'm telling you, if you trust Him as good father, you may not know what all this means, but just trust him and say, Jesus, I accept you as king in my life. I give you control. I'm gonna do everything I can do and I trust you to do everything I can't do. He's going to do something in your life that's gonna make other people say, what? Wow, that has to be God.
1: Guys, we're gonna close up, but I'm. we started this uh, this week off with reading Psalms 37 for that you know if you trust in the Lord uh, he will give you the desires of his heart um, but we're gonna we're gonna read it in the full context because it explains exactly what we were just talking about and, and I I didn't plan this I didn't read before or after it till just now um, so we're gonna start with verse 3 of Psalms 37 and and this is something you can start reading and praying over your life um, so here's what it says and I'm again we we've we'll we'll go read a lot of different translations but right now man god's really showing us a lot of his light through this passion translation it just Mm -hmm. has a very heart of god feel to it Mm -hmm. easy to understand to flow into your spirit to understand it and grasp it and run with it Mm -hmm. um so here we go verse 3 keep trusting in the lord and do what is right in his eyes fix your heart on the promises of god and you will be secure feasting on his faithfulness verse 4 Make God the utmost delight and pleasure of your life, and He will provide for you what you desire the most, or the desires of your heart. Give God the right to direct your life, and as you trust Him along the way, you'll find He pulled it off perfectly. He will appear as your righteousness, as sure as the dawning of the new day. He will manifest as your justice, as sure and strong as the noonday sun. Quiet your heart in His presence and pray keep hope alive as you long for God to come through for you and don't think for a moment that the wicked are better off than you father again today we thank you so much for who you are for being a good father one who shows us how to live through your son Jesus and that in that we can follow the desires of your heart I thank you that we can just come to you we can sit and rest in you, and understand the plans and purposes you have for us. I thank you that you've put people listening today that needed this, Mm -hmm. and that they are encouraged, that they are strengthened, and that they are gonna move forward in the plan that you have prepared for them. We
0: thank you for it, we thank you for Jesus, we pray it in his name, amen. Amen. Please check us out at our website, tonwa.org that's tonwa.org t-o-n-w-a.org t-o-n-w-a.org and it stands for Tulsa Oklahoma North American Worldwide Alliance so it's not just us two we we're hooking up with everybody in order to uh, to share the goodness of good father Uh, also uh, please share the black and white jesus podcast thank you for your comments please leave a review that helps us out uh leave a comment uh wherever you're listening to it we're we're on itunes we're on anchor.fm forward slash bwj and uh truly we're praying for you we love you uh we're looking to uh start start doing some cool events in order to uh, to share the love of God uh, with people. So please be looking out for us, uh, Sean and Nick, uh, in Townwood Ministries. So uh, we love you, thank you for supporting us. I'm Sean Thomas. I'm Nick Noble, and remember,
1: parking lots, fist fights, and super city. Is that the, what
0: is, is that the? <laughs> Thing. That's what we talked about today. Okay, cool. <laughs> Parking lots,
1: fist fights, and super city. When do
0: we talk
1: about fist fights? Oh, because yeah, of the you're talking thing. about the church thing. Parking yeah. lots. Hey, yeah, I'm probably it's not over right guys. There. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, see, this time. is that like the after show show. <laughs> but you're getting it anyways, because anyways, I'm gonna shut off. We're signing off. God bless you. Fight for God. He'll fight for you. Amen. Bye.